Hi, I'm David Finnegan. I'm a writer, theatre artist and game designer who works with research scientists. This is a monthly audio series about how art and storytelling meets the world of complex systems, earth science and planetary transformation. One night I was driving along Belconnen Way past Black Mountain in Canberra, just after midnight. I was being careful, 80 kilometres an hour, right on the speed limit. But at this time of night, the kangaroos often come down from the mountain and cross the highway to get to Gosson Hill in Bruce. When I was learning to drive, my instructor told me that if you see an animal on the road, you're not supposed to swerve. Hit your brakes, yes, but if you swerve, you might run straight off the road. And when I saw the kangaroo, I did swerve. I hit the brakes, I turned the wheel. I saw the roo in the headlights make a snap decision. It turned to retreat and then it turned again and then it hopped straight towards me. And there was a thud as it hit the side of the car, right into the driver's side door. And then it bounded away into the trees. When I got home, there was a small dent in the side of my car, but no blood. I thought, Maybe it was lucky. Maybe it'll be okay. But when I next drove that way, a few days later, I slowed down and looked into the forest as I passed. And a few meters into the trees, I thought I saw a dead kangaroo. Now, I don't know what a kangaroo thinks when it sees a pair of headlights rushing towards it. There's nothing in its evolutionary history that can prepare it for the challenge of crossing a highway. I'd panic too. I would hop the wrong way and slam right into the car before I even knew I'd done the wrong thing. Every day, millions of animals are struck and killed by cars and ships and planes and boat propellers. There are no global statistics for roadkill, but in the United States, the annual death toll includes roughly about 2 million deer, 1.2 million dogs, 5.5 million cats, 20 whales struck and killed by ships, 100 manatees killed by boat propellers, around 10,000 birds killed by planes, and roughly 5,000 human beings. These deaths first emerged in the early 20th century as automobiles became common. In the 1920s, people were horrified at the spectre of all this bloodshed. Early commentators questioned whether we should continue to drive at all if we couldn't find a way to mitigate this impact. And that didn't happen. Instead, we got used to it. We came to accept wiping out animals on the road as part of the reality of travel. Now, if you're driving along at high speeds in any kind of vehicle, you are what scholar Gary Kroll describes as an accelerated species. Now, a cheetah, by way of reference, goes very fast. A cheetah goes up to 100 kilometers an hour in short sprints of a few hundred meters. But cheetahs have evolved to operate at those high speeds. Humans go much faster than cheetahs, and not just in short bursts, but for thousands of kilometers at a time. And we are not equipped to operate at those speeds. When you're traveling at 100 kilometers an hour, you are effectively a different species. You're not a primate, you're a missile. One of the most interesting variants on roadkill is bird strike or snarge. 
which is the technical term for what's left over when a bird gets sucked into the engine of a plane. A snarge is interesting because it's a rare example of animals hitting back. When we hit a deer or a kangaroo with a car, the animals end up dead. When a goose gets sucked into the engine of a passenger aircraft, the goose dies, but so might everyone else. The famous miracle on the Hudson River occurred when a plane taking off from New York's LaGuardia Airport in 2009 struck a flock of Canada geese. The plane lost power in both engines and had to make a desperate water landing in the river. On my way to the London Olympic swimming pool one morning, I encountered a teenage boy with a hunting hawk on his wrist, walking up and down the concourse of the Stratford shopping centre. And he explained that the Stratford centre hired him to patrol with the hawk each morning to make sure that no pigeons encroach into the shopping mall. But that was his side hustle. His main job, he explained, was at the airport. You see, it turns out that British airports keep flocks of hunting birds and their handlers on site to keep the vicinity free of bird life. If a bird gets near the runway and hits a plane during takeoff or landing, it could cause hundreds of casualties. And when humans travel at these extraordinary speeds, we become lethal. But we become vulnerable too. Now, as a society, we haven't developed a very sophisticated etiquette around roadkill. Perhaps, at minimum, we're expected to put an animal out of its misery if we hit it. In Australia, there's the added twist that the kangaroo or wombat you hit with your car may have a living joey in its pouch. You'll often see roadkill by the side of the road with crosses spray-painted on their body to indicate that they've been checked for babies. When I perform the show, You're Safe Till 2024, I often ask people in the audience to put up their hand if they've ever hit an animal while driving. Typically, about half the crowd raises their hand, even, surprisingly, in Singapore. And then I ask people to raise their hand if they've ever shot an animal. And at most, it's one or two people. Killing an animal with a car or shooting it with a gun produce the exact same end result, but morally and legally, we see them as very different things. We don't hold someone responsible if they hit an animal with their car. After all, if an animal runs out on the road in front of you when you're going at 100 kilometers an hour, you don't really have a choice in the matter. And that is what makes roadkill so fascinating. This is a new type of death in the history of the planet. It's not one species killing another for food. It's not one species killing another for fun. This is one species killing another by accident because we're going too fast to even see them. Now, this is part of what it means to be an accelerated species. We are wiping out huge numbers of other creatures, but for the most part, it's not because we're hunting them deliberately. These creatures are dying due to land clearing, due to habitat destruction, due to disease spread, introduced species, and they're dying on our roads. When you're going as fast as we are, it's not hard to cause damage. What's hard is seeing what's coming up before we hit it. 